You're listening to Reach MDXM 157, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm Dr. Maurice Pickard, your host, and with me today is Dr. Norbert Goldfield. Dr. Goldfield is the executive director of an NGO, non-government organization, known as Healing Across Divides. Thank you, Dr. Goldfield, for joining us. My pleasure. Today we're going to be discussing new initiatives to improving health care for Palestinians and Israelis. Dr. Goldfield, could you tell me the vision of your organization? Sure. I'm the child of Holocaust survivors, and I uh, was born in Europe. I lived in the United States for most of my life and went to medical school in the United States. I'm a board-certified internist. And I've been going to Israel since 1996, working on issues pertaining to health, but I've been visiting family in Israel since the 1960s. And I brought my family in 1996 for several months, saw patients both in Israel and in the West Bank, and slowly but surely evolved to a point where I started this organization called Healing Across the Divides, which is an American 501c3 not-for-profit, which has three objectives. Number one is to improve the health of Israelis and Palestinians via grants that are donated to community-based organizations that are trying to improve health uh, within a community framework. Number two is to document that. We have a technical advisory panel with some of the best researchers in the world to help if they are interested on those issues. And number three, to bring those stories back to the United States and of the improvement and or challenges pertaining to improving care on a community level in Israel and within the West Bank and bring those challenges to the attention of the three critical audiences. And those are Jewish Americans, Arab Americans, and healthcare audiences. To put it simply, I'm not one of those 20 or 30 people who could really make a difference uh, on Israeli-Palestinian peace. Since I'm not one of those, I try to work as an American on Israeli-Palestinian issues from the bottom up. Could you tell me something about some of the ongoing projects that you do have? They're basically, the board of directors uh, has directed me, and we have on the board people who are both, again, Jewish Americans, Arab Americans, and individuals interested in Israeli-Palestinian issues and or health care. But they've directed me to be focused on two areas. Number one, chronic illnesses, such as diabetes and hypertension, and women's health. Chronic illnesses, because they really are the epidemic uh, in today's world. Clearly, HIV and other acute illnesses are there, but many of these illnesses, like HIV, become chronic or can become chronic. And secondly, women's health, because the health of women is critical, frankly, to peace building for a whole variety of reasons that many researchers have documented. Are any of your projects connected to each other? In other words, are they mutually going on between both communities, both Israelis and Palestinians? It's an important question. And historically, what's happened in this area, which I call peace building through health, and there's a whole, I would almost say, sub-discipline of efforts to use health care as a peace building metaphor, uh, and that has been pioneered uh, by the World Health Organization, by other organizations, and has been implemented in the setting of a variety of conflicts. I've taught a course on this issue in the past. Historically, with respect to the Israeli-Palestinian conflict, Americans have insisted that the two parties get together. What I try to do is somewhat different, which is to say I provide the opportunity for groups to get together, but I don't want to force it. As we know, the Israeli-Palestinian conflict has gone on for a long time. 
unfortunately, I'm one of those who believes that it will probably go on for some time longer. And I think if we're taking the perspective of going at this from the bottom up, we really need to allow parties to get in touch with each other as they see it's appropriate. It has happened and will continue to happen. As an example, as some people might be aware, 20% of Israelis are Israeli Arabs or Israeli Palestinians. There's a huge divide between these groups. Two of the grants pertaining to diabetes, one went to an Israeli Arab group and one went to an Israeli Jewish group, actually an Ethiopian Jewish group, because 20% of Ethiopians have diabetes. Uh, they've been talking to each other. The Ethiopian diabetic group is learning from the some aspects from the Israeli Arab group on how to build in a community-based framework for improvement of diabetes care. And that's happened, you know, in, which never would have happened otherwise without healing across the divide. In addition, some of those groups have also talked to, not worked actively with, but certainly talked to frequently, a group in the West Bank, which has the largest project pertaining to diabetes improvement, and so they're actually farthest along. Is there any evidence that improving a society from the bottom up can make a difference? Well, it depends what your definition of improvement is and what it can make a difference in. That, I think, is the crux of the matter. So from my perspective, what I'm not satisfied with and what I insist on not doing, even though I respect it, is the whole issue of dialogue. So I myself am not interested in dialogue per se because there have been many dialogue groups that in existence beyond health, within health, that have occurred within the Israeli context of the Israeli-Palestinian conflict, and frankly, I'm a little bit disappointed about the results of those kind of efforts. So at a minimum, in terms of improvement, I insist, I insist that the efforts that these community-based groups engage with do lead to improvement in health that's measurable. So that's number one. Now, having said that, I want to be greedy, quote-unquote, and I'd like to have more, which is to say that if we can document whether or not, either way is fine, uh, so far it's been, uh, I would say the glass is a little bit more than half full, that healthcare has improved, and healthcare can improve even among some of the most adverse circumstances. But then what I'd like to be able to do is bring those stories, quote-unquote, back to the United States, and obviously the United States is key to eventual peace in the Middle East, so that uh, these stories can be put within a non-political framework, that is to say a healthcare framework, to uh, indicate what are some of the challenges, what are some of the barriers, what are some of the opportunities for improvement in healthcare. And just one again, uh, anecdotal example, the head of the chronic disease program at the Palestine Medical Relief Society based in Ramallah, which has the largest set of primary health care clinics uh, in the West Bank and Gaza, the head of the chronic disease program came to the United States now almost a year ago, and he was the second person after Sari Nusebe, who's the president of Al-Quds University in East Jerusalem, this person from the Palestine Medical Relief Society was the second person who was allowed to speak and invited to speak to representatives of all the major Jewish organizations in the Boston area. Uh, he spoke to a nice gathering of individuals at the American Jewish Committee in New York City. And it's that kind of dialogue where he's presenting results of the improvement project, which then can hopefully lead to better understanding and from there, hopefully, even an impact on overall policy. But that's a long-term proposition. At a minimum, what I want to do in terms of improvement and its results is improve health at a community level for Israelis and Palestinians.
If you're just joining us, you're listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Dr. Maurice Pickard, and I'm speaking with Dr. Norbert Goldfield. Today we're discussing the organization that he's the executive director, Healing Across Divides, which has an opportunity to bring improving health and possibly the answer to peace in Israel and Palestine. Let me ask you, following up on that, are policymakers beginning to be aware of the obstacles to health care and some of the things that may be done on the ground? I would say probably, uh, now this is particularly present reference to the issue and pertaining to the West Bank and Gaza. I'd say in general the glass is half empty there, which is to say that there are numerous barriers which could be ameliorated, but for a whole variety of reasons aren't. And some of those reasons are part of the conflict. Some of those reasons are part of health care. Some of those reasons pertain to the issues within within the uh, West Bank and Gaza itself. So I think the possibilities are there. And there's an article that was published in a peer-reviewed journal called the Journal of Ambulatory Care Management documenting how the Palestine Medical Relief Society has, in fact, been able to improve diabetes care as measured by hemoglobin A1C for a number of individuals, and this is now into the 2,000 people range. So this is not a small, what I call quality improvement, practical applied experiment. But having said that, there are still a fair number of barriers that are present that one could outline at every step of the diabetes care process that I believe strongly that we could impact, but in fact have only done partway to. Since the Intifada in September of 2000, has this complicated problems are added to the stress of providing health care? Well, I'll answer that in part by uh, an anecdotal story, uh, which is to say as follows. Whenever I go, and I go every two, three months, I audit all the different projects uh, that we're supporting in both Israel and the West Bank. We don't support any projects in, in Gaza at the present time. And I went with several people to one village near Ramallah, and I asked a group of diabetics, I don't speak Arabic myself, so I was speaking through a translator, I asked them, what are the barriers to better control of your diabetes? And they almost all said, you know, in, in unison, stress, just as you've just questioned me and asked me about. And so I said, you know, as a way as a lead-in question, well, what's the sources of your stress? And again, there was a couple of people who said, well, it's America that's contributing to this, and you should you know, try to fix it. And I tried to look them in the eye, and I did, and I said, how are we going to work together that you're going to feel that life is worth living, and therefore you're going to be wanting to really work on diabetes control so that you'll live to see the day when, in fact, you have your own state or whatever it is that actually comes out of an Israeli-Palestinian negotiated peace. And so in the final analysis, what I'm trying to say with that, with that anecdote is that for sure, since the Intifada, the health of Palestinians has gone down, not insignificantly, particularly in Gaza, but also in the West Bank. Having said that, I do believe that there are opportunities for NGOs like the Palestine Medical Relief Society, which has clinics in over 30 sites, to in fact make an improvement even under the most adverse circumstances to, in essence, give hope to people because, frankly, as we all know, I myself am a practicing internist, 
that uh, see patients two days a week, that all our patients, even the poorest of our patients, and almost all my patients are either poor or uninsured or both, that they do want to have hope. And in an essence, we're both trying to say that we want to give them this hope, number one, but number two, we're also trying to encourage the notion that every single human being does have some responsibility, in fact, to take care of themselves if they want to live, and that's the key with respect to diabetes, for example, or hypertension, or any chronic illness, or women's health for that matter. Dr. Norbert Goldfield, thank you very much for being our guest today. We've been discussing Healing Across Divides and an initiative to bring improving health to both Israel and to Palestine. And I'm Dr. Maurice Pickard. You've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMDXM157, the channel for medical professionals. For questions and comments, please send your emails to xm at reachmd.com or visit us on reachmd.com. Thank you for listening.